0: Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. And I call this message by faith through grace. Amen and amen. There are three foundations that every one of us should have our lives founded, based on. Come on, give me the three foundations. The love of God, the righteousness of Christ, and the grace of God. There are three foundations that cannot be missed in your life. The love of God, the righteousness of Christ, and the grace of God. Only active faith enables us to understand these truths. We can only comprehend those truths by the help of the holy spirit it won't happen because you are long time in the church now i don't want a just a life of peace i want a life of victory i want a life that sustains the storms that holds and stay firm in the midst of the earthquakes i want to live a life In above the natural. I want to live a life in the supernatural. But this is only possible. If I have my life founded in this truth. And the first truth. Is the love of God. Pastor you are going to preach to the choir. I am a Christian for 120 years already. I know this. Yeah, You might know. But you need to really know. I need to really know. Now, this is something else that I need to emphasize for you, okay? The Bible calls us a flock, a sheep, okay? And as sheep, we are like, I'm sorry, we're like cows. We are ruminants. We chew the cud. We eat, but then we have to eat the same food again until all the nutrients gets into our body. So the same food is going to come over and over until all the proper nutrients finds its place. How many in the house are sheep here? Come on, if you are sheep, you're going to feed from the same word. Actually, let me emphasize this again. This message is being preached for more than two thousand years, and it's still so alive. Ephesians chapter three. Verse 14 says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit. You won't won't get it without the Spirit in your inner being. Keep going. So that Christ may... Dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, what is the length, the height, the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. How am going to know something that surpasses knowledge? It can't be with my brain. How am I going to know what surpasses knowledge? It has to be a revelation that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Come on, everybody. Say a good amen in the house. This is one of the most important prayers of the apostles. They understood that without the work of the Spirit, people will never get the love of God. The love of God should be the basis of everything we do in our lives. It is the love of God that brings emotional security. It is what brings strength to the present, leaving hope to the future. It's only the love of God. When God's love is revealed to our hearts... It's no longer just this religious, theological knowledge in our minds. Every aspect is going to be affected. Why? You might ask. Because from this moment on, you don't see God as this distant God, as this Greek, Roman style God ready to punish you, but you see Him as your Father. Amen. You know, and that's, that's one of the main strategies of the devil. Out there, And he somehow get into the families and destroy the image of God the Father through the relationships that happens inside the family. We, everybody had some sort of dysfunctionality in their homes, mainly toward your father or mother. These, these figures, these characters that should hold this, this image that will portray God to us. And this is intentional. The devil knows that. But I have a good news for you. Luke chapter 19. The context is Zacchaeus. And he has a terrible background. He's totally lost. He's a very wicked, corrupt, broken man. And Jesus says that he came. The son of man came. So to seek and to save the lost. Now the word lost here. In the original means fully destroy. It's not lost like, like usually you lost things inside of your purse, girls. This, you know, fourth dimension area called the purse of a woman. That you find nothing inside, right? It's not what I'm talking about. It means that you lost because it's broken. There's no way to repair. It's like when a vessel a vessel or a vase breaks and you say, I just lost my vase. My favorite vase just broke. I lost it. There's no repair for it. There's no way I'm going to have it back because it's lost. Are you following I'm saying? It's is that, is that, is that, is that kind of picture that you were taking but you couldn't take it. And say, I just lost the, the spot, uh, the, the shot. I lost the, uh, the shot. But the good news is that Jesus came to seek and to sozo, to fully restore you broken one no matter how bad was your relationship if your father was not a good father the real father will take care of you and forgiveness is the way into entering to that revelation forgiveness is the beginning of a prophet uh, of a process of healing and deliverance but also is the first step to enter into that revelation that knowledge that surpasses knowledge as you cannot get the love of God by your own brain, forgiveness, it's not a natural thing that happens unless you are inspired by the Holy Spirit. We must have the revelation of the depths of God's love toward us because only through these we can take all the fullness of God. Ephesians 3.17 again. Let's keep our focus in Ephesians 3 for a while. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you're being rooted and grounded. Let me hear your voice. Say rooted. rooted. Say grounded. grounded. Rooted and grounded in love. Now, I have a little bit of background in engineers, even engineer, And in order to build any structure, we worry first about the foundation And the foundation with the reinforced concrete, establishing the the concrete shoes, sapatas da construção, the concrete shoes that are going to sustain the whole structure. You need the concrete, the faith, the iron, the metal. You need the faith, but the ground is love. The ground where you're going to place your faith is love. It's not faith in faith itself. It's very important that you understand these guys. Because we preached it for 21 days about faith. And now there's people that saying, I have faith. Faith in what? What is the ground where, that you are building up, that you are founding your faith? It has to be in this love. Being rooted and grounded in love. There is no way to have a solid Christian life without the revelation of God's love for us. That's why the apostles prayed. Pray because this is not a work of, the, of man, of eloquent speech, or because someone has a bad or a bad English. It's about the work of the Spirit. That's why right now it seems that my ear grew up, but it's because i actually thinning up. I'm disappearing with my fasting, and my ears became bigger because of that. Because I know if I, if I cannot convince you with my words, I know one that can convince you. And it has nothing to do with my strength. Actually, I'm almost fainting down right now because of eight days not eating anything, just drinking water. Because I know the work is the Spirit. And that's why I cry, I ask, I insist, so you could come to me here and pray with us. Because this work in your community, in your school, workplace, only will happen if we allow the Holy Spirit to flow through our lives. And this only happens when we pray together. Now, the apostle continues saying, We should comprehend. Comprehend what surpasses knowledge. Comprehend what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth, all the measures of the love of God. The word comprehend is catalambando, which means to dominate to the point of incorporating and take possession of it. So um, I start to play around with this Rubik's Cubics in the beginning of the pandemic with my boys because as you, we didn't have much to do. And I said, no, let's, let's do something that we never did before. And let's play nerd a little bit and see if we can prove ourselves, be smart boys. And I remember learning the beginning, the whole process of turning, uh, like to finding, to resolve the Rubik's Cube, was, it took us about two hours for us to do it. Two hours. Yeah, because we were learning step by step. Don't, don't make this, this, don't say this to me. So, you know, and we were trying our best, as much as we could to learn it, all the, all the tricks, all the shortcuts, and we couldn't learn as fast as I wish. I started to get frustrated. I forget a little bit. Then I saw it in the corner of the house. I took it again. And I insisted, I said, you know what? I'm going to try it again, this thing. So I started to watch more videos in YouTube. Obvious, right? The Oracle that teaches you everything today. So I started to watch YouTube videos to learn more about the shortcuts. And I was getting the tricks, uh, but not enough. Not enough is still to make it as fast as the boys that you see uh, there's a boy in, in, in Netflix. Uh, I watched it. A, it's a short documentary, and the boy is able to do it in, I think, six seconds. Six seconds, he is able to do what I'm trying to do for you guys. And I know, I know that in somehow this represents the principle I'm trying to speak to you guys. It is the principle of incorporating inside of you, because when you incorporated something inside of you. You're going to be so part of your brain that, not your brain, your heart, that you're not going to even be aware of it. You're simply going to do it without thinking. You won't pass your brain. You won't pass your brain. You're simply going to come and you do it. And as you do it, I'm going to get there. As you do it, almost there. Yeah, I need my microphone in my mouth. As you do it come on, don't, don't disappoint me, I can't disappoint you guys now, right, you are all with expectations with me, you believe me, all right, let's, so let me, let me see if I can, I can hold my, my uh, two, hours. two hours, you guys give me two hours, good, thank you, thank you for the, the comfort, now I can, I can do it more, more relief of pressure, but anyways, I probably won't be able to do it as short time as I, I used to. I need to be more focused. But I still, I'm still incorporating the thing. That's the problem. Because when it is incorporated, you don't think as much as I am thinking. And I still have to do this little thing here because, you know, I'm not as, as good as my boys. And Leo's boys. Why, Leo? Your, your boy is crazy. Like, really passionate. Yeah, I mess up again and again. But I almost did it. I did it. 60%. Thank you. Man, I have, By the end of this service, I will do it. You see? Almost there, almost there. By the end of the service, I will do it. So the idea you guys are getting is just like I'm be able to talk with you guys. I'm still, you know, chilling here, doing my thing. I'm not thinking. I'm just following what my brain, my muscle memory got used to. All right, let's go back again to the verse. If the word comprehend means incorporated, it means that in the daily things of my life, I want to be so religious to stop and say, no, 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 now is my time of prayer. No, no, in the daily, in the day, in the day today, in the things of my life, the love of God, you're going to just... Be part of my life. Just going to find its way. To resolve the puzzle. Whatever the puzzle might be. Whatever might be the, the, the thoughts. The ideas. The, the colors that are not matching. I'm going to find a way to match the colors. And somehow. Because I am so grounded. So rooted. I am. Comp- I, I comprehended. The love of God. Psalm 139. Psalm 139 says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heavens, you are there in the highest. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise to the wings of dawn and I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. In all ways, in all measures. The love of God wants to be part of our lives. Every aspect, husband, wife, father and son, daughter and mom, mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. All relationships, leaders and disciples, hosts and messy kids Right? These two enemies, hosts and messy kids. They have to have love together. Romans 8:39 no height no depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The love of God is big enough to reach every man with his forgiveness from Eden to the thousand years in the next age to come. The love of God is the love that repeats that all men can and should be saved. The love of God is so deep to go to hell and take the keys of hell and death. And now proclaim salvation to whoever believes. And now make us sit in the right hand in the throne of God. But how can I be kept in this love? Jesus gave us the way. The way is by a name. Jesus came to reveal us the name that keeps us in the love. John chapter 17 verse 6. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. What name is that? We all know Matthew chapter 6. When you pray, you open your prayer. My father, my dad, my Abba. Our Father in heaven, hallowed exclusive. You are not just any father. You're not just any person. You are my dad. You are my dad, my father. If you cannot call God father, it means that you did not enter the new covenant yet. In Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 says, "And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son." And this spirit cries inside abba like a like a little jewish child that cries for his dad his papai his papa his dad abba father and this was interesting i love to know this there are few words in the bible that it wasn't translated to any language it's still in the original because abba is only used by jewish children but the apostle, when he was writing to the Galatians in Greek, instead of Greek writing the word Father, in Greek, he wrote the Jewish word, Abba, because he was looking for a word that would express such intimacy. Unless we are able to call God our dad, we are still under the bondage of fear, we're still under the bondage of the law. And this is true repentance. True repentance is to change your mindset about God. True repentance is how you see God. If you're still seeing God as this distant God, you are still out of the best that God has for you. And I'm telling you, repentance means shift of mind. So on a hard day, on a day of trouble, on a day of fear, you are scary because of your health, you are worried because of your due bills, you are just, you you simply lost control, You you feel powerless about the circumstance that is going through your fingers, you don't need to do a long ritualistic religious prayer, we don't need to go to the mighty prophet in the city so I, he, he or she can pray for me. No, I can go to my room. I can cry my tears and call out loud, Dad, it's hurting. Father, help me right now. When my boys were little and they were playing outside and was suited up and clean, ready to go, but they got hurt in the dirt and they cried for me, Dad, Papai. I didn't care how clean I was, how suit up and ready to go I was, I will run and I will rescue my boys. Amen. And honestly, let me tell you something. Their dirt, their condition of dirty state won't scandalize me, won't make me afraid of them. In the opposite. The fact that they were dirt, dirty will make me run even faster because I didn't want the hurt getting infectious off the dirt. And our dad is not different than that. Actually, the Bible says we that are evil will never leave our kids getting hurt in the dirt for long. Much more, our good father. We won't be scared of our mistakes and hurts that we ourselves make to us. But there's a second truth. It is the righteousness of Christ in us. Indeed, Philippians 3.8, I count everything as loss. Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. In order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. But that which comes through faith. Through faith. That's what I, I meant about active faith. A faith in Christ. The righteousness from God. That depends on faith, on faith alone. First Corinthians 1:30, and because of him you are in Christ. I am clothed. I am inside of the ark that now has a name, is Christ. I am led by the new Moses that now the name is Christ. I am baptized in the water. It means that I also am buried with him. But also I'm alive because I crossed the Red Sea. And on the other side I experienced newness of life. I am in Christ Jesus. Who became to us everything I need. Who doesn't need wisdom when you have teenagers? Who doesn't need wisdom to deal with, you know, crazy parents too? I, I'm not going to just blame the, the teenagers, right? Because I always say this because, you know, I'm having my first teenager now, but uh, him being the first one in the house, he also is having the first crazy parents with teenagers. So we are all first. So I, I understand him and I expect that he's very. Understanding toward me. I'm talking about my teenager son. I forget about him. Who doesn't need sanctification, redemption. But above all, we need righteousness at this time. Because heaven only answers to the righteous one. Now this is important to know that heaven doesn't answer forgiving sinners. Heaven doesn't answer just the good man, even because there is no such a thing. Romans chapter 3 reminds us, none is righteous. No, not one. Keep going. No one understands. No one seeks God. Verse 12. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. So, come on. It's not about that. God doesn't hear the good man, the good preacher, the apostle, the, the patriarch, whatever you are. God answers only the righteous. Amen. God doesn't answer the guy that is almost dying, fasting for so long. It's not because of much prayer or less prayer. It's about the righteousness. And Let me prove that more for you. Proverbs fifteen twenty nine: The Lord is far from the wicked. But he hears the prayers of the righteous. Come on, say a good amen. 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 James, now, New Testament, the prayer of a righteous person. Oh, if I could only find a righteous person to pray for me. The prayer and, and part of the verse the prayer of the righteous person has great power. As, as it work. That's why pastor I need your prayer. That's why leader I come to you and ask you to pray for me. Oh, but who is telling that these dudes are actually righteous? I'm not righteous in myself. Heaven only answers the righteous one. Come on. But what does, what does it mean to be righteous according to God? We need justification. Yeah. Justification is the act of God. Pay attention. To put us in the standard of his righteousness. Although we might think that there is a way to be righteous by good behavior. The Bible says that our righteousness is nothing compared to the standards of the righteousness of God. Because God himself is the plumb line. I was researching the word for plumb line. I knew it in Portuguese, and I was looking for plumb line. And I want to make sure that it was the right word, so I put in Google Images. And, and when you put in the plumb line in Google Images, you're going to uh, uh, show up some uh images. And they literally have this line that sustains your column from the heel to the, to the line of your ear that is supposed to be completely aligned. And I was wondering, who has this line ever? Like, everybody's just, like, sloppy whenever they sit and walk. Like, I never saw a person such a perfect plumb line. But our God is. And and that's that's what justification means. It means that we have to be represented by someone else that has this perfect plumb line. The standards are unattainable. God's standards are unachievable. It's not something that if we make our best, we're going to reach out there. But God wants to answer our prayer. God desires to bless each one of us, our children. The problem is His high standards. And the solution, as we, the Southerners, like to say, Jesus is still enough. Jesus is still the answer. Jesus is the solution. The word righteous here is dikaios. means, pay attention because it's very important, I'm going to read, quote, term that is used for one whose way of thinking, the way of feeling, the way of acting, is entirely according to God's standard, and who, for this reason, does not need any rectification in heart, in any rectification in life. I'm out of it. You are out of it. We don't fit this righteousness thing here. There's only one. Colossians 3.2 says, Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. Keep growing, For you have died. Praise Jesus, I have died. Because my plumb line is just like a snake. It's totally, it's just like a a worm. The, the, The last thing is, something standard. Praise God I die, but better, praise God my life is hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, you also will appear with Him in glory. So here's the secret. The more we disappear, And Christ appears. More glory gonna come to our homes. More glory gonna come to our life groups. More glory gonna have in this church, guys. So let us all disappear these days. Our opinions, our favoritisms, our you know, choices and flavors, whatever. Let Christ appear, not us. In the end of the day, we are hidden in Him. God took our sins and placed them upon Christ. And he took the righteousness of Christ and placed upon us. This is the great exchange of the Calvary. Heaven only hears the righteous. And the righteous now, we are in him. So when we come, we come as him is. As he is. When Christ died, I died with him. When he rose again, I was reborn to a new life. On this moment on, when I was born again, my righteousness became a gift, not an achievement. Now, here's my illustration. Imagine an invisible person. This person is confident, is peaceful, is resolute. Why this person, do invisible person, uh, is so confident, is so resolute, so sure? It's because this person is righteous. But this person, it's invisible. But this person loves God and has wisdom and is committed, is very wise. He's a true overcomer. But no one can see that person. This person is real but not substantial yet. But now you find this bright paint and you throw it over this invisible person. Now you can see that person. Faith is this bright paint, and this person is you, my brother and sister. And when we walk by faith, we enter in the reality of this person. As a poor woman that has nothing to contribute to herself, once she got married, she entered in a righteousness that did not belong to her in the past, but now is all hers. Galatians 5, 4, this is a problem still. The problem that even even having all these rights, we be set apart from this reality. You are severed from Christ. Galatians alert us. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. In other words, the word severed from Christ here is whenever we try to stand in our self-righteousness, we turn Jesus ineffective, inoperative. That, that's what the word severed here means. Like the all-powerful, all-glorious, all-savior Jesus, He become powerless. How is is even possible? How is it even possible to turn the almighty Jesus into this useless gadget that you put it under your, inside of your drawer in your house? There is no use at all. There is just there for years and nobody's going to even mess up. Why? It's because you're still trying to live your life on your own standards. But pastor, I sinned this week. I have, I failed. I said the wrong thing. I made the wrong decision. I walked with the wrong folks, with the wrong people. Should I not feel bad about what I did? It's not a matter of you should feel bad about it you will feel bad about it, if you are born again, you will feel bad about it, so the matter is, what are you going to do with this feeling now, because obvious, now if you don't feel bad about it, it's because, I'm sorry, but you are not part of, of the family yet, if you still just enjoy and have fun, you know, and, and just messing up, the you know, eating garbage when there's a banquet for you is because, I'm sorry, you're still with another nature. You still enjoy garbage when there's green pastures for you is because your nature wasn't, wasn't changed yet. But I'm talking to you that knows that you will feel bad about it because I feel bad about it. When I make mistakes, I just feel, oh, how can I... You know, correct my thing. I feel bad about it. What am I going to do about it? Should I try to balance the scale and trust my own doings again? Trying to believe in my own righteousness instead of trusting the righteousness that is a gift? If you sing, do not fall from grace. Fall into the lap of grace. Simply cry out, Jesus, I'm so sorry for... My mistake give me an opportunity to to repair the damage I did with that person. I want to just correct that. But thank you for your blood. Thank you because now I can stand again because of your righteousness in me. In spite of my mistakes, I am a child of God. My mistakes does not define who I am. I am who you says I am. And I am a child of God. And that's the way to receive grace and be free from bad habits, addictions, and sinful lifestyle. So whenever we try to stand on our own righteousness, we, 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 we get out of the position of blessings and we are unable to receive all the promises i know carlos came over here you guys give me at least seven minutes i still have the cubics to finish guys not two hours there's the third truth the grace of god i couldn't finish our series on hebrews chapter 11 at least naming the heroes of faith described over there if you finish the list we walk a little bit with Abel we found Noah in Enoch we talk a little bit with Abraham Isaac we found Jacob Joseph and yeah we walk a little bit with even the parents of Moses and Moses himself but then there's a long list one one very curious aspect of the list that is very remarkable in hebrews chapter 11 11 30 please by faith the walls of jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days i know this story how many of you guys know this story and who is the main character of this story joshua but the bible doesn't bring joshua name in the list of the heroes of faith why the dude was awesome. He was the leader. Yeah, but the Bible doesn't say his name. You know another name that doesn't come up over here? It doesn't bring the name of Daniel. These two guys specifically, there are more, like Jeremiah, for example, also, but they, the Bible doesn't say any mistakes they commit. Not that they didn't have mistakes, not they didn't have failures, they had mistakes, but because you can't say, Man, you know, jo- Joshua messed up. And no, no, you can't you can't find anything that Joshua made wrong, at least not in the Bible. Which makes this list very particular, very peculiar, because the giants of faith. Were are sinners as much as we are. What is crazy is that the Bible even exposed their flaws. So the characters there, all of them have a background, have a baggage. But this did not prevent them from believing and receiving the reward of having their names record in the hall of fame of faith. Joshua could not be in this list because they store in the Bible we won't find any reference of Joshua's mistakes which opens up what grace means grace is the unmerited favor of God the the walls of Jericho fell not because of the uprighteous Joshua the, the, the walls of Jericho didn't fell because of the Amazing leadership of the awesome CEO, Joshua. No, the Bible even doesn't mention his name because he doesn't have a space in this list because this is for failing people like you and I. All of them had flaws, but also faith. And that unleashed faith and grace. Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, the people of Israel, Rahab, Gideon, Samson, all of them. By faith through grace became heroes of faith. Grace is God's unmerited favor. It is that bill being paid by the same judge that should give you the late fee. Is that blessing that created an opportunity that you could not have created yourself? You know your mistakes. I know my failures. However, in spite of that, because we are aware of our mistakes, now we can stand by faith through grace and receive the favor. So let's consider the story of Jericho. God instructed Joshua to this unusual strategy for battle encircled the city for six days, marching, singing, soldiers singing. It, it doesn't make any sense. And then on the seventh day, all the people are going to march and scream. And Israel's light army raced and took the city because now the walls were crumbling in the ground. But one little part of the wall didn't crumble was a wall that had a little piece of cloth, red cloth, scarlet cloth. Placed by a woman that used to be a prostitute. Who could explain that? Why the whole wall didn't fall? Just a little piece of wall was still standing. Because a woman that stood by faith, through grace, trusted, believed. And her name was Rahab. Our salvation happened by faith through grace. If we decide to live a life by faith through grace, the next days we will see the walls of Jericho crumbling apart. We just need to keep marching. Pastor, but it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't seem fair. And that's your problem. You're still trying to make sense of what is grace. Rahab, the prostitute. Gideon, the coward general. Barak, the shaky general that he needed his wife take charge, Deborah. Samson, the humanizer. Jephthah, the prostitute's illegitimate son. David, we know him, murderer, an adulterer, king. And Samuel, yeah, he was a great judge, but a terrible father, a failing father. All of them found space in this list because they walk by faith through grace. The grace of God, it's crazy because he it, it doesn't depend on our deeds. That's why I want to close with two more verses again. First, second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God, find their yes in him and that is why it is through him that we utter our amen to god for his glory every sinner who trusts christ for salvation receives completely independent of their works and merits eternal life by the same faith that saved us you and i Is the same faith that can make us to enter in every single promise that God has for us. How we do this? By faith, through grace. Let's always stand up. Galatians chapter 5 is my last verse. We already read this verse. You severed from Christ. You... Who would be justified by the law. Who have fallen away from grace. I don't want to fall. Away from grace. I want to fall. In the lap Of grace. Eyes closed. Holy Spirit you are in this room. Testifying. And bearing witness. Of this message. What a awesome new message so new that refresh our soul that broke the bondages of fear that now whoever came through this door that was afraid will leave this place relieved in peace expecting in the living hope but i want to pray holy spirit that you still work in the hearts of those that did not have the chance to call the name of Jesus upon their lives. Let's do this together, church. Come on.